0: It's a new week, it's a new month, and that means there's new programs on Netflix, on Hulu, on HBO Max, and all your favorite streaming platforms. Uh, First things first, this is probably my fifth take trying to record this. I'm upgrading my studio equipment, and uh, with upgrades comes technical changes. And uh, this new new program is like going from driving a go-kart to flying a shuttle. But hopefully I can get places in my new shuttle that I wasn't going to go to in my go-kart. So, before I get into it, I've got just a couple of shout-outs. You know I don't take too long on these. First of all, I'm part of the Twist My Arm Network. You can find us on twistmyarmpodcast.com. You can find my videos. You can find videos from the Sudden But Inevitable uh, rewatch. You can find the MCM Marvel Canon Madness. You can also find podcasts from our show where we just interview little local businesses. Lots of cool stuff. There's live video when we do it, uh, for, for instance, Sudden But Inevitable, and also we stream games from there, and you can also get all of our podcast audio, or you can just search for our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those good guys. You can follow me on Twitter, at D. I'm also a part of the Sudden But Inevitable rewatch at sudden SuddenButt on Twitter. We are rewatching Firefly. We only have two episodes in the movie left, so we're getting down to the end of it, but it's been a blast. Uh, I think the way we're kind of just putting a magnifying glass to every single scene and pulling apart character motives, I'm learning more about the show than I ever would have previously. So if you're a Firefly fan, check us out. Listen to some of our backlog Join us for our live shows. It's so much fun. And final shout out at Film Rage YYC. I'm in the very early podcasting times where you're trying to gain Twitter followers, trying to get your name out there, trying to get your stuff shared. And at Film Rage YYC, who has his own podcast, the Film Rage podcast, uh, has just been very helpful. He's gotten me in touch with a lot of other. Uh, podcasts. He's sharing my stuff. He's got them sharing my stuff. I'm participating with them. Uh, it's been a blast, so I really appreciate him. But that's it for shout outs. That's for, for me talking about my new studio equipment. Let's talk about the new shows coming to Netflix starting out April 1st. First one is 2012. This is a kind of generic apocalypse movie. Uh, The Mayan calendar predicted that 2012 was going to be uh, the end of time, an apocalypse. But uh, here we are in 2021, and it only feels like an apocalypse. It's not actually an apocalypse. Uh, These movies tend to have very good special effects. They tend to have a good bit of action, but it doesn't have very much heart, I guess. Uh, It's not very original. it, It is what it is. But 2012 is out on Netflix. We've also got Cop Out. I think this one came to Hulu recently. I remember talking about it. Uh, This is Tracy Morgan, whom I love, and Bruce Willis. Uh, They're just being a buddy cop flick. Tracy Morgan's going to be the crazy, wacky guy who's getting into trouble. Bruce Willis is going to be the straight guy who's going to try and hold it all together. Uh, This movie is directed by Kevin Smith. So you can expect some interesting dialogue. You can expect something a little bit outside of the ordinary because Kevin Smith does do things a little bit different. So Cop Out, if you're looking for a buddy cop flick, I would point you in the direction of Cop Out. Friends with Benefits. Uh, This is a rom-com, Justin Timberlake, Mila Kunis. I think we generally like Mila Kunis. Uh, She has always been kind of a apple of the nerds eyes. I think Aubrey Plaza took that over, but Mila Kunis is definitely welcome in the nerdosphere. And I think that gets her a few points in this movie. I'm definitely going to watch, never going to watch friends with benefits. I can just read the name of this movie and go, okay, there's a guy and a girl. They're sleeping together. They're just friends with benefits. Neither of them wants a relationship. Oh, wait. One of them's developing feelings. They're going to try and push the other one into getting into a real relationship. There's going to be conflict. They're eventually going to get married. You know that's exactly what's going to happen. But if you want to go along for the ride, this is a decent one. Uh, If you want to try and suggest something for the girlfriend to watch with you, this could get you a couple of extra points. All right. Insidious. Uh, This is... A kind of horror horror film. There are ghosts in this house, and there's a little boy in a coma. And I guess the ghosts are going after the boy in the coma because they like easy targets. And they are just kind of trying to pull this little boy into their spirit world called The Further. It sounds a little boring to me. It doesn't seem like my thing, but horror movies really aren't my thing. This one was good enough to get a sequel, though. So I'll give it that. Uh, If you're looking for something kind of ghosty, kind of picking on kids like The Omen did, uh, Insidious might be up your alley. Legally Blonde. There's really no way I'm not going to watch this movie. Uh, When I was in high school, I was kind of this angry male teenager type guy like most of us were, I think. And I remember Legally Blonde coming out and I just railed against this movie to anybody that would give me the time of day i was just like oh it's stupid it's a girl and she's being all pretty and whatever no i was totally wrong this is a really fun way at looking at feminism it's not trying to put uh feminism in this uh kind of buttoned down almost masculine role but it lets uh the main character I can't believe I can't think of her name. Uh, well, Reese Witherspoon's character, uh, she is kind of being powerful and she's taking things for herself. She's going into law school. She's doing fine without her ex-boyfriend, who she kind of expected was going to be carrying through her entire life. And at the same time, she's still she's got a little dog, this little feminine dog, and she's dressing in pink and she's doing all these things, and she's just being a strong female role model. And at this point in my life versus when I was younger, I'm really excited about those kind of things. And Legally Blonde, definitely going on my must-watch. Leprechaun. When I was in high school, I used to spend a lot of nights going to Walmart with my friends and digging through the electronics section. I think while other people were drinking beer in parking lots, that's what we were doing. Uh, I definitely remember seeing Leprechaun pretty much every time I went to Walmart. It had this really interesting cover. It was really dark, and it always called out to me. I never watched it, but I recognize that it did get into a lot of people's homes. Uh, Leprechaun is a really bad, campy movie, but certain people really love bad, campy movies. Uh, this one did spawn a lot of sequels. Uh, Leprechaun 2, Leprechaun 3... And then they started getting crazy with the themes and the names. Leprechaun 4 in space. Leprechaun 5 in the hood. Leprechaun 6 back to the hood. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, If you're into campy bad horror flicks, there is a lot here to unpack. Magical Andes. Uh, This is a Netflix documentary about people that live in different Locales around the Andes Mountains and what it takes and how unique that lifestyle is to be living in the Andes Whether it's at the base of the mountains, whether you're actually up in the foothills and at the peak of the mountain uh, Your lifestyle is going to be different. How do you get food or water or goods transported to you? So Magical Andes, this Netflix documentary, Sounds really interesting. I've really been digging on a bunch of different documentaries that have been showing up lately. The Pianist. This is a Roman Polanski film starring Adrian Brody. It won a ton of awards. This is one that I haven't seen myself, but I'm probably going to put it on my list just because it's highly awarded. It's got great reviews and it probably should be in my repertoire. But this is the, the main character is a Polish-Jewish radio station pianist, and it's set in the backdrop of World War II. So there's going to be all kinds of anti-Jewish sentiments, and I'm sure he's going to have to hide the fact that he's Jewish and still try to survive in his, uh, in his profession and try and thrive and all these things. I think I need to know more about The Pianist other than that it's just available, so I will be watching it. The Possession. This is a horror movie. Uh, Some girl buys a trinket at a yard sale and she gets possessed through her owning of such trinket. Sounds pretty generic to me. I'm not, I'm definitely not going to be watching this. Prank Encounters. This is the Netflix original. This is starring, oh boy, Gaten Matarazzo, I think is his name. It was the kid Dusty from Stranger Things. Uh, He had like kind of a lisp or something going on with his teeth. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to describe him. Uh, Far be it from me to just to make fun of anybody with a lisp. But this is a prank show, hence it's called Prank Encounters, and it looks like it's for kids. I hate these stupid prank, like fake prank shows. Uh, I will accept this one because it's for kids and it's more fun that way. But like impractical jokers. I don't get the appeal of that. That has to be for the ugliest of Americans. That's who it's targeted at. It's just the dumbest show I can imagine. Uh, We've got Secrets of the Great British Castles, season one. This one is not for me, but I think there's a lot of people that would be interested in it. Uh, It's basically just kind of a docuseries series where they're picking out some really cool castles in the Great, Brit- in Great Britain, and they're touring around. They're kind of digging in, trying to find secret areas, uh, showing you how the people in the castle <laughs> defecated. I'm sure that'll come up. Uh, and just throne rooms and all the crazy stuff going in those castles. Uh, it sounds exciting. It doesn't sound for, like it's something for me, but I'm sure it'll hit a large target audience the time traveler's wife i remember this one being pretty popular when it came out Uh, rotten tomatoes only puts it at 38 percent but it's got rachel mcadams who was regina in mean girls she was the main uh she was the main mean girl and tina fey has said she is one of the best actresses that she ever worked with rachel mcadams just the talent and the fire just coming off of her and I would agree with from what I've seen Rachel McAdams is very impressive uh, we've also got Eric Bana and Ron Livingston in this show they're in this movie The Time Traveler's Wife uh, it was really popular when it came out I think it still is popular it was based on a book and despite it only being at 38% if you're looking for kind of a romantic type mo- movie Give this one a shot. Tyler Perry, Medea's Big Happy Family, also at 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Here's something interesting. When I see Time Traveler's wife at 38%, I go, that's a lot lower than I would think. And I see Tyler Perry, Medea's Big Happy Family at 38%. I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of a good score. So that's kind of an interesting thought of mine. But like I said about Tyler Perry movies, I don't quite get the appeal. I don't know what the Medea through line is on all of those. I just don't understand. Uh, We've got White Boy. This is a documentary about a 17-year-old who was an alleged inner-city drug dealer, but he was actually an FBI informant. That sounds really interesting, and I think it was actually number two when I checked out Netflix's, like, their top ten most-watched shows of the day. Uh, White Boy was right up there. So that should be a really good one. Worn Stories. Worn Stories. Another Netflix documentary. This is a cute little Netflix show where people just bring out their favorite items of clothing, whether it's a sweater or a pair of boots or a belt or whatever. And they talk, about, they talk about stories that happened to them when they were wearing these items and why it's their favorite thing, that kind of stuff. It feels very Netflixy to me. Uh, and I don't mean that as a slight or anything. It just it feels like a very Netflix-style documentary. And the last one for April 1st is Yes Man. This is a Jim Carrey movie where he decides that he's too negative and he just starts saying yes to everything. Uh, these are weird movies. And Jim Carrey seems to get himself into a lot of them where he just, all of a sudden there's a set of rules imposed on him. Like he has to say yes to anything or some little kid makes a wish and all of a sudden he can't lie for 24 hours. Uh, I, Those are weird plot lines. I don't, I don't know. Let your kid watch it, I guess. And that gets us through April 1st. Netflix drops most of their stuff on April 1st. uh, But there are still quite a few to go. A lot of Netflix originals. So I'm going to jump into April 2nd with the Netflix original, Concrete Cowboy. Uh, I had to read the description of this like three different times. And I still had no idea what was going on. So I watched the trailer And I'm totally sold. I am absolutely going to watch Concrete Cowboy probably this week. Uh, It's located in Philly, and it's combining this modern, dying, asphalt decor of Philly, and it's setting it against this rural cowboy styling. And it looks like it's completely cast with African Americans, uh, and it just looks really good. It's right on top. It's number one in Netflix's most-watched shows today. And I think it's going to hang out there for the week or so. So this one should be very accessible. It's going to be right in front of your face when you open the Netflix app. Concrete Cowboy sounds really interesting. Uh, I don't think I'm doing justice with my description at all. I highly recommend you check out the trailer and see for yourself. This looks like a really cool movie. All right, we got Just Say Yes. This is a wedding-based rom-com Their wedding plans don't go perfect. Uh Uh-oh, you know, just, I'm not a fan of the romance movies, and definitely when they get into the wedding-based thing, bleh, boring. I did love, uh, like, Wedding Crashers and The Bridesmaids, when they really kind of, they really take a farce to that kind of movie. That I love. Uh, We've got Madame Claude. This is a movie based in 1960s Paris where Madame Claude runs a brothel and she gives her influence and she gets her influence into political and criminal worlds, which is very kind of interesting. She gets a lot of power through this brothel and she imposes it to try and increase her wealth and her reach and that kind of thing. So Madame Claude, that sounds kind of interesting. And we have Sky High. This looks like a, like, Disney Channel superhero kids movie. But it's superhero kids that are going to high school and learning to use and also to not use, I guess, their powers. Uh, just kind of keep them under their hat, that kind of thing. So Sky High, uh, definite kids show. April 3rd, Escape from Planet Earth. This is another kids movie. Uh, And this one, it doesn't look like Disney, it doesn't look like Pixar, it doesn't look like DreamWorks. And when you have all those companies making just gold for children, I don't know why you'd want to kind of play with something else like whatever Escape from Planet Earth is. April 4th. This is What Lies Below. Uh, This looks like a Russian film, from what I could read in the credits and that kind of thing. But a 16-year-old daughter meets her mom's new boyfriend, and her boyfriend seems a little bit too perfect. Like there might be something sinister underneath. Uh, If I have any Buffy fans listening, this reminds me of the Ted Mosby episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I think this is a very well-hated episode, but uh, John Ritter played Ted, who was the new boyfriend for Buffy Summers' mom. Uh, and he was just this perfect guy. He treated Joyce, the mom, perfectly. He was great to her, uh, opened door, car doors, took her to dinner every night, etc., etc. Uh, but when Buffy came around, he would get really pushy and demanding and uh, borderline insulting. And Buffy was trying to explain to her mom how evil Ted was. And Joyce just wouldn't have it, and by the end of the episode, Buffy ends up ripping his face off, and he's like a Terminator-style robot. So, (laughs) that's my thoughts on what lies below. Uh, April 5th, Coded Bias. This is a really interesting-sounding documentary. It's sitting at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes when I looked it up. Uh, it talks, this is a documentary about the inherent bias in the facial recognition software that came out of MIT and how it profiled people with darker skin. So not only are we dealing with systemic racism, but uh, it goes as far as to infect the AI that we're creating, which is just bizarre thoughts. Who would have even thought that far into the future? But here we are, and here are these problems Uh Coded Bias is the name of the documentary. I'm definitely going to be watching this one. And then we've got Family Reunion. This is a kind of like family-based television program. I wouldn't say it's targeted completely at kids, but it's more targeted at families. Kind of like, uh, let's say, Full House was or something like that. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to watch it, but Family Reunion is coming out on April 5th on Netflix. All right, and furthering the theme of things I'm not super interested in, April 7th, we've got The Big Day Collection 2. This is a look at Indian weddings, uh, like Middle Eastern Indian weddings, and how luxurious they can get. There are a lot of people in that part of the world that just have crazy amounts of wealth, and with wealth comes a lot of tradition oftentimes, and when weddings happen— Wealth and tradition start to run amok, I guess, is how I would describe that. So I've got zero interest in the big day collection, too. But if you like wedding stuff, if you like extravagant wedding types shows, uh, this one's probably going to be one of the best. Dolly Parton, a Music Hairs tribute. I didn't know until fairly recently that Dolly Parton is pretty much a saint. She donates a ton of money. She donates a ton of time. She, uh, I can't remember where she's from, like Louisiana or something. But in her home state, everybody from newborn till five years old gets a book every month donated to them from her to as like a charitable effort to get everybody to be able to read in the state. Uh, Dolly Parton is one of the greatest people in the world. And I don't even know anything about this uh, Music Cares tribute. I just think it's important that everybody knows that Dolly Parton is an amazing, unbelievable human being. And up until recently, she wasn't even on my radar for people that I thought I would like or be impressed by or whatever I'm trying to say. But Dolly Parton is just one of the best human beings in the world. And I'm going to use this platform to mention that. All right. Snab-a-Cash. This is also coming out April 7th. This one just kind of looked like a crime film. There's a drug runner. Uh, It's being released on Netflix on a whole bunch of different languages. So I don't think it's an American film. But, you know, it comes out in English. It comes out in Spanish, French, German. Uh, And I think when they do that, it's usually something they expect to be fairly popular that's coming out of... uh, Russia, Germany, something like that. This is a robbery, the world's biggest art heist. Uh, I have to imagine that is pretty much what it sounds like. Uh, if you ever watched and if you enjoyed In Through the Outdoor, that movie about Banksy and all those other like big-name guerrilla artists, this might be something you're interested in. Uh, movie about art, there has to be some kind of robbery going involved. Sounds pretty good. And last one for April 7th is The Wedding Coach. Bleh, no thanks. Uh, April 10th, just one. We've got The Stand-In. I don't remember this movie coming out, but it looks like it was a kind of high budget. Uh, Drew, Mer- Drew Barrymore stars as Drew Barrymore's stand-in. So it's one of those movies where one character is playing multiple characters that look the exact same, you know how clever that is. Uh but basically Drew Barrymore is an actress in the movie and in real life and she has a stand-in if anybody doesn't know uh when actors are when you have to light a scene on stage, you have to have somebody stand in for you. It's usually somebody that's about the same height, about the same complexion, same kind of hairstyle. Uh, same body frame etc and that way they can light the f- uh light the set as if drew Barrymore or whoever was actually there and drew Barrymore can be hanging out in her trailer or practicing lines or doing something uh less important so the stand in drew Barrymore is drew Barrymore stand in and I believe that not only does drew Barrymore have Drew Barrymore running errands for her and doing that kind of stuff, but she's also her stand-in. That got confusing. April 11th, uh, Diana, the interview that, shocked, that shook the world. It didn't shock it, it shook it. Uh, this is just another kind of, it is what it sounds like. Uh, if you are already interested in the royal family, this is something that's probably going to be up your alley. I never really keep up with it. Sometimes it gets shoved down your throat, like that Meghan Markle uh, wasn't accepted by the royal family thing, and that's about all I know about it. But I'm really not a follower. April 14th. Dad, stop embarrassing me. This is another family show, like I mentioned earlier, not necessarily a kids show. Uh, looked like it might be targeted at a more African American demographic, uh, it was a black family. This one is starring Jamie Foxx and David Allen Greer. When's the last time we heard from him? I love Dag. Uh, Back when I was in high school, and I've been dipping my toes back in lately, I used to listen to a radio show, Loveline, late at night. There was comedian Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew Pinsky. He was an addiction medicine specialist and just screwed up teenagers would call in and talk about uh, you know, how their parents were abusing them or how their boyfriend was trying to get them to use drugs or any kinds of issues that teenagers have. And Dr. Drew would try to help them and Adam Carolla would try to make fun of them. And David Allen Greer was a frequent guest and he was so funny. I love David Allen Greer. Uh, I'm probably going to check out maybe a few episodes of Dad Stop Embarrassing Me just because I miss David Allen Greer. Check it out, and also look up the classic Love Line podcast. Uh, that's a lot of fun if you're okay with a little bit of darkness in your fun podcasts. The Circle season two. This is like a this is a kind of reality game show where people vote for things on social media. Uh, it looked very confusing. I watched a trailer for it but i'm probably going to try one episode it's coming out uh 8 days from when i when i doing this podcast right now it could be kind of interesting why did you kill me this is a story about a woman who was killed through a story about a woman who was killed and then through social media people are able to track down information about this murder uh find out who the killers were and i believe the that just there's vigilante justice via social media uh and you know not carried out through social media but actually carried out physically and violently uh but with the help of social media i don't believe this is a true story it's just a written story but it's kind of an interesting idea and it's uh, almost certainly going to end up being prophetic April 15th, halfway through the month, we've got Dark City Beneath the Beat. Uh, I've got a quote here from this one. It's a musical documentary reimagining of the narrative of Baltimore City through its homegrown sound and dance known as Baltimore. That kind of seems like a circuitous description of what it was uh, when I pulled that off of IMDb, but I'm sure it's just kind of a fun musical, uh, kind, and also not only just musical and dancing, but it also describes the area of Baltimore. So if you're curious about Baltimore, or if you have any connection personally to it, this might be very interesting to you. The Master. This one is 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't remember anything about this film. Uh, this one must have just gone through one of my blind spots. But Joaquin Phoenix is a sailor that recently came home from war. Uh, He's kind of directionless. He doesn't know what he's doing. But he finds a charismatic leader, and that guy might be leading a cult. So 84%, Joaquin Phoenix is good. The Master, check it out. April 16th, Arlo the Alligator Boy. This is just another animated kids show. Uh, It seems like April is a dumping ground for them. Maybe they're getting ready for... Summer break, and they want to have a bunch of uh, just kids shows on Netflix for them to watch. Crimson Peak. This one's by Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with me on that one. Uh, main character goes through a family tragedy and his struggles with relationships in the aftermath. Uh, you know that's a pretty generic description of any main character, but the real draw of this movie is that. Uh, she ends up in this bizarre house that breathes and bleed and has emotional affect. So, she, I'm. <laughs> That's certainly not completely original, but there's Crimson Peak is another one of those movies that just has a evil haunted house that is drawing people in and trying to, uh, I guess, be evil to them. Here's something that I didn't know existed. Uh, season 4 of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. Uh, this is a kid-style animation, Fast and Furious. Uh, it's not for me, but I didn't know that existed, and it's kind of cool. I can see why kids would be interested in Fast and Furious, and I can see a need to kind of knock down the themes and make it more accessible to children. So this is kind of cool. Uh, this And then Rush is another one that came out. Uh, directed by ron howard i remember this one being really popular when it came out uh this was that f1 movie uh here in the united states we don't really care about f1 racing uh there's very few types of car racing that we are into but this movie really took off over here uh just because it's good filmmaking and all of that uh and the rest of the world is extremely interested in f1 so there's got to be something that we're missing out on right This one is starring Chris Hemsworth, and it's 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a lot of awards. So check out Rush if you're into car movies at all. Synchronic. Uh, There's a new drug that has come out recently, the Synchronic, and it appears to be evolved in a number of deaths. It's told through the eyes of these two main characters that are paramedics. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. It kind of reminds me of like the fentanyl that we're dealing with right now. That they're cutting into heroin and crack and cocaine and meth and all of that. Uh, But with the Synchronic, there's certain sci-fi elements to it. I'm sure when they get high, they're able to see through the Matrix or something like that. But this one sounds kind of interesting. This one's a little bit more my style. Uh, Synchronic. I might end up checking this one out. Why are you like this? This is an Australian show about a couple of 20-something-year-old friends living it up. Uh, This one sounds a lot like Australian-style friends to me, uh, with Chandler and Ross and Phoebe and all of them, except they'd just be Australian and they'd be riding kangaroos. The Zookeeper's Wife. This one is about a zookeeper family. They're running a successful zoo. In the 1940s era poland reminds me of the pianist which we just talked about and then nazis invade poland and take over the zoo and the wife of the zoo keeping couple ends up working for the resistance and i'm sure they end up bringing all types of uh, jewish people gypsies etc through the zoo hiding them in the zoo that kind of thing which sounds very interesting uh, i don't know if it's going to make my list for the month but the zookeeper's wife definitely does sound interesting. For April 18th, we only have one coming out. It's Luis Miguel. Uh, this is the series, season two. Uh, it sounds like it's the story of a very talented young boy growing up in Alcapulco. Uh He comes from a good family, but because he is so talented, uh, he's been scooped up and thrust into movies, commercials, TV shows, that kind of thing and it's, it's kind of a exploration and a look into would that stardom ruin this kid's ha- happy childhood. So that's kind of an interesting idea. Luis Miguel, Season 2, coming out, Netflix. April 19th, we've got Miss Sloan. Uh, the titular character is a lobbyist fighting for gun rights. The conflict in the film comes up when she goes to court, and the opposing, the opposing... And the opposing party starts bringing up personal issues for Miss Sloan. Uh, it's something from her past. I didn't dig, in it, dig it up, but I'm sure there's sexual history, uh, maybe crimes, that kind of thing. And that's how they fight against this rather than actually going toe-to-toe in the court battle. Uh, it's a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's better than I would think it sounds like. Uh, I might check out a trailer for this. I might dig into it because I feel like I'm missing something. And then we got another kid's show, PJ Masks. Uh, this is like a show for three-year-olds. It's I guess there's more of it now. April 20th, we have Izzy's Koala World. Uh, this really kind of sounds adorable. Izzy is a little girl, and her mom is a veterinarian that saves koalas. So, Izzy's Koala World. Uh, April 21st, Zero. Uh, This is a Bollywood movie about a short guy who's in love with multiple people. Uh, I highly recommend you look up the trailer. The trailer is hilarious and not in a good way. Uh, Like, the whole crux of him not being able to date anybody, and it's funny that he's interested in multiple people, is that he's short but he like he sits on chairs awkwardly and like lifts his knees up to make himself appear short. Uh, it, the whole trailer gave me the same vibes that I remember getting when I was watching Tiptoes, the trailer for Tiptoes. That one was starring Gary Oldman and a few others where the able-bodied actors were pretending to be dwarves and they were walking around on their knees and it's just... It's awful. Like, look up the trailer for Tiptoes. You won't believe anything like that ever got made. Hollywood has really tried to shove that under the rug. But with uh, just kind of internet meme culture, that kind of thing, it's never going to happen. So check out the Tiptoes trailer. It's hilarious. And also Zero. That's the one coming out April 21st. That was also a very interesting trailer. Uh... I might watch it for a little bit of camp. April 27th, we've got August, Osage County. This is starring Meryl Streep as this kind of evil mother. Uh, I got some opposing vibes off of this one. It's also starring Julia Roberts and Juliette Lewis. Uh, Three daughters come home for their father's funeral and to lay him to rest. And with those three daughters comes their extended families, uh, husbands, boyfriends, children, etc. And so there's all these extra people around Meryl Streep, and she's just playing this evil, wretched, angry, bitter old woman who lashes out at the family no matter what they do. And part of me is like, that really hurt to watch. Just because I was kind of watching it as more of a realistic thing, but it also made me think of Colleen Donaghy from 30 Rock, who was just the most evil mother character you could imagine to Jack Donaghy. And I remember laughing myself silly watching it. So, my first look at August Osage County, it made me, it kind of got some icky feelings in me. And I think that was just some personal stuff. I might try and look at it again because I've gotten a lot of enjoyment out of that kind of humor. Battle for Los Angeles. Uh, This is a movie. It starts out with rumors and talk of UFO sightings. Eventually, the aliens do touch down in a whole bunch of major cities uh, like Denver and New York City, um, Minneapolis. I'm sure somewhere in Florida. I guess there's other countries in the world that they would probably be touching down in. I meant that with a little bit of sarcasm. And eventually, Los Angeles is the final bastion for humanity. And LA, all the people of LA, everybody from nearby, all kind of congregate there and prepare to fight off the alien invasion. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd just rather watch Independence Day. But if you've already watched Independence Day ten times in the last year, maybe you could watch Battle for Los Angeles. And then we have Go, Go, Gory Carson. This is an animated kids show about a kid that's a car. Just more kids shows, dropping more kids shows. Go, Go, Cory Carson. April 28th. This one's dropping something that looks really interesting to me. A show called Sexify. Uh, This is a show about, it looked like a Russian series based on what I could tell from the credits. And it's a show about these young women that want to make an app that's all about sex and orgasmic function and just trying to help women explore the healthy side of their sexuality. However, these girls aren't really experienced themselves. So the series is about them learning about their sexuality themselves so that they can create this app, they can create this something that helps other people uh, reach out and learn about their sexuality in a healthy way. I highly recommend you look at the trailer for Sexify. This looks really interesting and really good. And then Headspace Guide to Sleep. There's already a Headspace Guide to Meditation. Each episode focuses on different healthy sleep habits. I'm not going to throw it on my my must-watch list, but I might sneak a couple episodes in because it's just good information to have, and I'm not the kind of person that likes to... Push away good knowledge. April 29th, Things Heard and Seen. This sounds like kind of a generic suspense movie. A newly married couple moves into a small town and not all is that it seems. They're in a haunted house. This is like my third haunted house movie for this month just on Netflix. Uh, April 30th, Mitchell vs. the Machines. This is a kids movie. This family goes on a road trip and all their electronic devices come to life and they start an uprising but then there's some friendly robots that come to help fight off the devices i don't know what the difference in technology between these friendly robots and the evil devices are but mitchell versus the machines that kind of sounds like a decent kids movie if i had a kid i might be willing to sit through that with him make fun of it joe Like I said, look up the trailer for Tiptoes, check out Sexify, make sure you look in on White Boy and the Concrete Cowboy. I think that's all the advice I can give for one week. This is Ricky D. Best Flicks, Ricky D. Thanks for coming with me. And once they have a million subscribers or more or whatever that target is to make you an influencer, then people will start giving you their products, and you can, let's say you have a home design YouTube channel, and you've got a million viewers, and you're an influencer now, it's very likely that certain building materials companies will start giving you their stuff so that on your shows, you can go, hey, I got this molding from the tree, and I'm using it on this project, and look how easy it is, and yada yada. So Pet Stars is a show about animal influencers, because there's also a lot of animals that have twitter accounts uh which is sounding ridiculous as i describe it and their pet parents run the twitter accounts run the youtube take videos etc and there's a lot of different animals that are very well loved along the internet Uh, i can tell you right now there is uh, i think his name is charlie he's the puddle dancing dog Uh, he's got this interesting cerebral issue in his brain where he he can't really coordinate his paws and he slaps his paws around in this really cute way and when he gets in puddles of water he just gets really excited and he slaps the puddles of water around and he just splashes everything there's tons of videos uh look for the dancing puddle dog on youtube i think his name is charlie but i really hope he's on pet stars i i already know i'm gonna watch this stupid show you mm-hmm.